still though, that would be like 40 minutes driving, so yeah, like an hour, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Thank you for doing the AC on that. It helped a lot. <laughs> this is seventy. Okay. Yeah, I think. What'd you turn it to? Seventy one. Oh, thank you. Ooh, it was eighty two when I walked in here. It's like oh my goodness. I can't either. I just saw, I can see the seven. I think it's. I see a black screen. That's <laughs> all you got, Aaron. That's all I got. I need new contacts in there. They're kind of old. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Alright. Go you. for it. I mean, you have to read today, okay? Okay. Colossians 3. Whole chapter? 17. 1 through 17. <laughs> whole chapter, whole chapter. Just 17 <laughs> verses. You're good. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its, with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here this is here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. All over uh, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and to be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell upon you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with your gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in all the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. All right, let's pray real quick. God, thank you for today. Thank you for everyone that's here. And help us as we just speak on your word today. Help us to learn more about you and what you want us to be for you. And uh, we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. So... Colossians 3, wasn't really going to talk about it today, but I just read it this morning and decided to go on it, so I don't really have a lot. I kind of just made it up on the way over here, so. First off, I mean, Colossians 3, I think of it as a holiness chapter, a lot of, a lot of different things. So first, we see that holiness is a mindset. 
Because, I mean, verse 2, it simply says, set your minds on what is above and not what is on earth. You know, that a lot of things our minds can think about because it's just, you know, something we always are doing. Actually, no, I found out the other day, guys can think about nothing, whereas girls are always thinking about something. Did you know that? Always. I'm always thinking about nothing. Uh, like, I thought everyone did it until I heard that, you know, girls can't do it. That must be awful. I know. Like, imagine that. But, like... Now I understand why they're... Yeah. Crazy? I wasn't going to say that. That's yeah. him, not me. No, but, like, there's so many verses on, you know, guarding your minds. Like, uh, Colossians 1.21, it says the enemies in your mind by wicked works I mean our minds are so open to the devil and whatever he wants and that's how he gets to you he doesn't get to you through you know an action you do it's, it all starts in your mind because no one wakes up and says oh I'm going to go do this it always you know starts small in your mind just a little little empty thought that's all it takes and then it will fester and it will grow, and before long you're constantly thinking about that. So we always have to make sure to guard our minds. And it says, you know, set them on what is above and not what's on the earth. And Philippians 4, I think it's verse 8, says, Finally, brethren, brothers, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honorable, whatsoever is just, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is commendable. If there be any moral excellence and if there be any praise, dwell on these things. And the King James says, think on these things. So that's, it's not just, you know, not thinking about the bad things. It's thinking about good things. You know, like the verse just said, whatsoever is true. And all of those different things are good to think about. I think it's important that we not just, you know, think about, we not focus on trying to think about not bad stuff we should think about good stuff instead because if you're always you know trying not to think on bad stuff it's bound to happen but if you're always thinking on good things you know it's much easier to stay away from the bad stuff but then again we're all human it's going to happen you're going to you know slip you know think about impure things but that's we're just human that's all it is and uh, the next thing we see about holiness is that holiness can be trained. Not, well, not necessarily trained. It's more like a skill set. You can develop it. No one, whether you believe it or not, some people say, well, sanctification is being made holy. And there's a lot of people that say once you get saved, you are made holy. But, I mean, you are to a certain extent, but you can progress your holiness. It's not a set, set in stone. That's why you see older Christians who have been in church longer. They're, you know, holier than we are. And you know whether you agree with it or not, you know you can train your holiness because in a, I think it was verse, verse five, it says therefore put to death the things of your worldly nature. In the King James it says mortify, which is you know discipline. Or something like that so it says discipline yourself on these things and then it says all the bad things the sexual immorality the impurity the lust the evil desire greed you know because 
it says those are the God's wrath comes to those people who are disobedient in that area. But then it also says in uh, verse 8, not only put away the bad things, the really, I mean, all of us raised in church, so the bad things are all the things that are listed, but then we see anger, wrath, malice, you know, filthy language, all that. It's, it's not as bad stuff, but it's still stuff that Paul says, you know, don't do it. Don't think about it. Don't do anything. Discipline yourself if you do. And uh, I also said don't lie to one another. You know, simple, simple little things. But that's what we have to do. We have to put off those things. And lastly, we see holiness is a lifestyle. Verses 10 through 17, it says, And have put on the new self. You are being renewed in the knowledge according to the image of your Creator in Christ. There is not Greek or Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all in all. Therefore God's chosen one, holy and loved, put on heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, accepting one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against one another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Now it goes on and on about stuff you have to do to be holy. It's not just putting away the things that are bad. It's also putting on the things that are good. You know, lots of people will say, you know, like I was saying earlier, once you get saved, you know, you're made holy. But that's just, it's true in a sense, but at the same time, you can be more holy. And these are the things that we have to put on to be more holy than we are right now. Because sanctification is being made holy. So we always have to be striving for something better for ourselves and our spiritual walk. In you know, verse 17, pretty well known, it says, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him to God the Father through him. You know, so everything we do has to be for him and through him and by him for his glory. Even, you know, simple things as being holy, you know. A lot of people don't believe in holiness now. They've kind of went away from it. I've had professors say that you don't have to be holy to be saved. So, like, they say you can be saved, but go away, walk away from, you know, your walk with Christ and just live, you know, however you want and still be, you know, say, still be holy. But that's just not taught. I mean, in Hebrews, I think it says, you know, without holiness, one cannot see God. So holiness is such a big deal, but in today's world, it's just put off by so many. A lot of pastors will put it off. But then we also have to realize that holiness is ultimately unattainable. I know that sounds really bad, but pure holiness will never be pure and holy and you know undefiled until we reach heaven. So even but since it's not attainable doesn't mean we shouldn't try to attain it. Because we should always be pressing towards the mark of the high calling. That's what uh, Philippians two says. So we have to remember that even though, you know, we try to put off those things, we're human just like everyone else in the world, just like Paul was. Paul says he has his 
own difficulties, stuff like that. We just have to remember that. We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. We just have to get back up, and we can't let all, all those things infiltrate our mind to where we just can't be holy. We should always, you know, discipline ourselves, you know, realize that it's above us. It's more than we can handle. It's only what God can help us through. You know, there's always a thing that says God will never give you more than you can handle, but that's false because God gives you more than you can handle, so you have to rely on Him. Let's be honest. That's, that's the truth there. So we just have to remember that, you know, God calls us to holiness. He doesn't want any of us to stumble and live, you know, like the devil, you know, outside of church events and anything like that. You know, unlike what people say, they say, oh, you don't have to be holy. That's, that's false. You have to be holy. You have to strive to be holy. You have to strive to be blameless, you know, above, repro- above reproach is what one book says. And I think that's so important because it's so forgotten today. So that's kind of what I saw from Colossians 3, you know. But towards the end, it really just pounds, you know, the community of the church kind of is what I see. You know, it says the perfect bond of unity, which is love. You know, so if we love everyone, we'll have a perfect bond. Not a perfect bond, because nothing's perfect. But we'll all be together with God and having the same mind and same heart that was in Christ, honestly. So holiness, you know, it's a lifestyle. So if we truly are holy, we'll do all these things, we'll put all these things on. Not that they're not going to fade sometimes, because like I said, we're human. But we should always strive to you know, be better for Christ and always love one another and so that we can obtain the uh, bond of unity within our church. I feel like our church does a really good job of it, so does Hope. But we can always be better because that's what sanctification is, is trying to be better for Christ. So that's kind of all I got. So I'll just pray this out real quick. God, we thank you for today, and we just ask you to help each and every one of us here. You know, we're not perfect, but we try to be holy for you, God, and we just ask you to stay with us, help us, you know, help us to learn more about you every day so that we can become more holy for you. And I just thank you for everyone here tonight, and bless us throughout the rest of the week. Bring us back on Sunday, and Jesus, and be praying for Hope Camp next week. There's going to be a lot of kids there from mm-hmm. the neighborhood. Do you have a count? Yeah. Uh, have you heard? Did you hear how many people? 